Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the podcast series, a series where I interview amazing podcasters like our guests that we have coming up. Before we jump into it, it's time to be corporate. I have a book out that can help you launch your podcast into success. It's the seven steps to success. It's in the show notes down below. Just click that and you can uh, download it. It's only $7.99 and you got a, a book that will help you take your podcast to the next level. But enough of corporate, Phil. Let's get into the interview today. I have Nolan here from the Everything Podcast I Love is Dead. <laughs> it's the weirdest name I've ever had. Nolan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Every podcast I love is dead. Oh, every podcast I love. Sorry. I, for some reason, I think it was there for my brain, but every <laughs> podcast I love is dead. Interesting title. Um, so, Nolan, why don't you introduce yourself to my audience and then we can go into uh, why you named your podcast that. Sure. My name's uh, Nolan Gunther. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I've been doing it now, um, coming up on a year. I guess it was a uh, a project that kind of started because of the pandemic, because I was at home, because I was saving time commuting to and from work, and had an opportunity before, after work, during lunch breaks, whatever, to uh, to do something that I really loved and I was passionate about. Cool. So. Where did you come up with the name Every Podcast I Love is Dead? So my show is a love letter to the music I love. I'm a big metal guy, punk, rock, all of that stuff. Um, and one of my favorite metal bands is Typo Negative, And they have a song called Everyone I Love is Dead. Um, so when I was coming up for a name for the show, I didn't really want it to be, you know, the the metal podcast or the hard rock show or anything like that. I wanted to incorporate something that was a little bit like if you know metal you're gonna kind of understand where this is coming from and it's even kind of morphed into like my podcast covers i kind of stylize them in the same way that the typo negative does their album covers so um you know i'm always kind of paying homage to the music i love and especially typo negative i love that i love how you took some a passion you had for the music the industry and it was like you know what let's bring it into bring their style in so in case people who don't know about you know typo negative can start listening and be like oh that's interesting and then you get these little like nice little hidden nuggets these golden eggs as you uh the the easter eggs if you will i go along um so your why like why did you start this podcast so i actually have a background in radio broadcasting um I went to school for radio broadcasting and that was everything from on air to journalism to production all of those things. Coming out of college, though, it was really tough to get into radio. Um, you know, I did a practicum uh, down in St. Louis and had a really good time, but couldn't get passport stuff figured out. Um, had a friend from that radio station move over to uh, to WGN in Chicago, wanted to bring me down, same problem, couldn't get on the radio. So after, after trying big market stuff, I tried small market stuff. Um, I'm in Canada, there's a lot of rural areas and uh, lots of kind of smaller radio stations. And they're almost more difficult to get into than the big ones. So unless you have this, uh, um, you know, acumen, this resume that shows that you have, you know, 20 years of radio experience, which at 19 years old is is really difficult to have. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I, I, I don't want to say I gave up on my dream, um, but I definitely moved on with, with life and started a career. And then shortly after started a family and um, did all of those things. But I've always done audio production. 
I've always done some sort of um, podcast or YouTube video or fun thing for a hobby in the meantime. Um, and then last year, just sort of that, that feeling of, I need to do something more. I actually started to, to get back into radio and, and started a DJ gig, um, uh, at a radio station from Florida, um, which was great. I mean, the internet and this zoom world and this online world has created this lack of barrier now, mm -hmm. um, you know, for a Canadian boy to be able to work on an American radio station from my basement. That's a pretty cool and powerful thing. Um, so I started doing that, but one of the things with radio that I've always kind of struggled with is there's a bit of restriction on what you can play, how often you can play at advertisements, um, what you can do on your breaks, what you can say, what you can't say, which is fine. It definitely has a place. It's terrestrial radio. You've got families listening into the car. It's, it's a different, different world, yeah. but podcasts, I mean, that's entirely me. Anything I want to do, anything I want to say, um, of course, within reason, yeah. <laughs> um, I can I can do on there. Um, and I've just, I've been a music lover my whole life. Uh, I guess similarly to radio, there came a point in my life where I was like, you know, I'm not going to be uh, the next guitarist uh, for Korn or Slipknot. Um, so I don't want to say I gave up on that passion. You know, my guitar is right behind me. I still play fairly often, but not in bands anymore. Um, but I took that passion to like the music I love, the music I listen to and put it all into a podcast. And um, it was a bit of a rocky start, I think, as all podcasts are. But then you start to find your groove and every every interview is a little bit different. And every month that goes by, there's a little bit something new that you learn or try or or do differently. And, and you really kind of just start to fall into uh, fall into might sound bad, but you kind of get into your groove. Um, and I Find feel, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what I love. So uh, this, this whole week, uh, has been crazy. I've been interviewing, uh, podcasters from like starters who have like only 10 episodes to someone who's been in it like five, 10 years. Like we, we both are, we're not podlings if anymore, we're, we're seasoned veterans a bit. I'm, I got a bit more seasons under my belt, but Hey, <laughs> you're so good. Um, it's the confidence in the voice. As I'm talking to you, you're confident, you're, you're like, it's easy. Like you realize that this is a conversation and it, we're just learning from each other. Whereas the beginners, they're kind of like, oh no, I have to be this certain type of way, but they don't have the confidence that there's a bit of shaking in their voice. And I, I love, I, I just love noticing these little differences as podcasters progress, as I'm doing this series. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Like I've always been blessed with this with this voice and i guess over <laughs> the years learned how to use it a little bit better and that's i think what maybe put me into the road of radio um i mean it was kind of my mom who pushed me in that direction i loved music she knew that when i got into junior high i got really into drama and then high school it just sort of exploded um so she, i've always been creative i can't do math or science or any of that stuff to save my life um so that kind of pushed me into radio but ironically what i found when i was you know, going through school for radio is I really gravitated towards all the behind the scenes stuff. I loved writing scripts. I loved, you know, doing audio editing and production and putting music beds under there and cutting out ums and ahs and breaths and all of that stuff to make it cohesive. But the bonus I had to that was I could voice it if I needed to. Um, so I, I guess that was a bit of the benefit, but my, I guess my goal coming out of college wasn't necessarily to be on air. Um, 
it was more to be behind the scenes and, and, you know, do, do all the, um, not so sexy stuff, <laughs> the unfun <laughs> stuff, the stuff that like someone like me doesn't really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and even to this day, that's the part that I really enjoy. Actually guest conversations are, are always the best. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, the most fun is, is when I get to put that episode together and, and you hear from start to finish a whole package and, and, you know, a whole product that you've, that you've pieced together yourself because it's an all do it yourself kind of effort from start to finish. Um, that feels really good. I like that part. Yeah. I, 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 when it goes out, you're like beforehand, it's like, okay, there's all this mountain of work. Cause like. I batch my recordings. So like I do a whole batch and then I don't do any recordings and I, so I work on it, but so it's just like a, a constant role. And it's just like, after a while you get to the point, okay, you have to start editing so that you can push them out and you just look at this mountain of work and you're like, Oh God. But the minute you start into it, it's like, okay. And you start refining, getting better and better and better. And then you boom, it's up and loaded and you're done. And then it's like, okay, now it's back into the groove of doing the, the fun, sexy stuff that I like is going and reaching out to guests, bringing them in, going like, I want to have you on my podcast, learning from you and other people because that you're helping me be a better podcast, but you're also sharing your love of podcasting with an audience that was like, Oh, maybe I'll start a podcast or maybe I'll listen to your rate, uh, your music podcast. Um, you do interviews or do you do solo episodes? So I'm, a, uh, I host the show myself, but in January, I started to, to book guests and it's been nonstop since, um, I'm actually going to take a two week break in September just because I haven't had a show break all season. It is a lot of work getting guests, managing guests, booking them in, moving times around, especially with music, getting back to, well, getting back to normal. I think that's <laughs> a, a different topic right there, but, um, there are a lot of musicians who are back on the road, so it's harder to get them locked down. Um, so it's just a lot of finagling. So, you know, I saw your post, uh, I think it was today just about having like 30 episodes in the can. And I was like, Oh, I couldn't imagine. I've got two, my next two upcoming episodes are all recorded and just need to be, need to be edited down. And, and even that to me seems sometimes a bit insurmountable, but you're right. You get into it, you just start editing it and it's uh it's a different world, but uh, yeah, every episode I, I feature a guest interview and um, you know, it ranges from, from different genres. Obviously the show, like I said, is a love letter to, to metal and rock and, and all that stuff. But I've had guests who, you know, are hip hop artists who, uh, do folk music, um, range from different backgrounds. Obviously I kind of like to, to book more guests within the realm, but it's really cool hearing from some of those other guests and getting their perspective and kind of being turned on to some different music too. That's one of the things that since, since starting, you know, my playlist has diversified a little bit. Sometimes it can be shocking because you'll go from, <laughs> you know, a blaring heavy metal song to like a slowed down ballad but it, it gives you a little bit more um, diversity and, and viewpoints and understanding and uh, appreciation for, for what these artists do to get their music out there. Yeah, no, um, I thought getting like entrepreneurs for my other podcast was hard. I can only imagine 
uh, getting artists who are constantly like during c- pandemic, it's probably a little easier because they're like, well, I have nothing to do. Yes, I'll do your show. But then it starts opening up their venues start happening. And then it's like, oh, my God, this is now like close to impossible to plan it and get, getting a, a, a bucket load of episodes in the can would be uh, would be hard for with artists, I think. Yeah, there's there's always a bit of that like last minute planning. Um and, you know, having to rejig things around, I think July was one of those months where I changed the schedule around, I think four different times because, you know, I had a couple no shows on gas. I had a couple, uh, cancellations or people who couldn't, I couldn't get out to. Um, but thankfully I had enough guests lined up that I could move up. But then what happens when you do that? You're like, ah, oh, now my August is shot. Oh, now my September is shot. And you have to gather up those guests again. And yeah, with, with music being back to the way it is, sometimes you're catching artists um, in between shows. Um, you know, if you're touring a lot, man, the last thing that you want to do is jump on an interview, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, after playing until one o'clock the yeah. night before. Um, and then partying until five o'clock in the morning. Exactly, right? Like you're living the rock star lifestyle. Um, but, you know, everybody's been really cool so far and most of the guests i have have been excited to be on the show excited to be able to promote what they do and and you know sometimes there's there's bigger artists out there you know with a big social media following with you know twenty thousand daily listens on on spotify whatever it might be and and you're like i'm just going to take a shot in the dark and reach out to you and then they're like oh i would be so excited to be on your show and you're like you understand that I don't get 20,000 <laughs> listens. <right? laughs> like you being on my show may generate that number right? of listens for me. <laughs> this benefits me more than you, but I'll, I'll play your music. I'll support you. I, I think like, so going back to that, like I, I look at it cause I had that kind of like syndrome get, reaching out to like with my digital entrepreneur, reaching out to these entrepreneurs, like millionaires and sports team owners and all these people like, I'm I'm a, a small town boy from Montreal. Like I'm in Canada too. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, on. I so didn't I'm bound the 401 for me, you know. Um, and I, I get that, like reaching out, and I'm like, hey, would you want to be on this podcast where, like, I talk about digital entrepreneurs, and they're like, yes, and it's like, oh my god, like I'm now changing, I'm, I'm interacting with people that I would never normally do, and you the organizing for them it's because they need to do it it's like business it's like okay it's a business meeting how much time so i don't have to panic it's like okay i'm open 24 7 for you guys so like just like just tell me when you are available yeah there's been a lot of that where it's um you know i'm not currently uh working on i'm on a bit of a break so i've had a lot of time for the podcast um so i've kept my availability there you know i always try and keep um you know dinner times open Mm. um you know, when the kids are in school, I keep, you know, drop off and, and pick up times, um, uh, closed off in my calendar, but there's a lot of times where it's like, all right, you know, kids are down, it's eight 30 in, in the evening. And I interview a ton of bands from the UK. Um, so it's either really early or really late for them. Uh, and so those are the ones that I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'll work around your schedule. If it's a weekend, if it's a late evening for me, if it's an early morning for me, whatever it is, um, just to get you on the show, that's, that's what we've got to do. So. Yeah, no, um, it's really interesting. Cause I interviewed, uh, a, another podcaster who is in the music world and he, actually it's called gem of rock and he does do rock music. And I was like, wow, there's, and he's British too. So it's like even, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, well, that's so weird. So I'll definitely put you guys in contact because you guys can possibly share contacts for guests and that because you're in the great. same realm. Um, what has been a pain point that you found and you were maybe <laughs> able to overcome or you, you're still looking to solve? I mean, there's a multitude of those things and, and being a bit of a perfectionist, you know, it's never, never where I want it to be. Um, you know, when you start out and, and start doing these things, you want to have the best of the best equipment, but it just isn't feasible at that time, you know, to go out and drop $2,000, $3,000 on a new computer and, you know, an audio interface and a microphone. So um, that's one of those things where I kind of knew that regardless of the microphone I had, I could still make the end product sound good as long as I made sure that, you know, kids were quiet and, you know, the furnace isn't running and all of those things that, that tend to, uh, impact audio quality. So I was kind of patient on that front and eventually kind of built up stuff. I still don't have my sure microphone. That's, that's going to be the next purchase, but that's a big one. Yeah, that, that's, that's the next <laughs> mic for me. I have the Rodecaster pro set up. I have the, you know, the, handheld normal mic and the sure sure mic is the next one and i can't oh, wait it's beautiful i mean it can make uh the worst of voices sound velvety smooth so. yeah and if you already have a velvety smooth voice like we both do it would be just like liquid oh, gold yeah just like laying in a bed of butter it'd be wonderful <laughs> um so I, I mean that's one of those i guess a bit of pain points from the beginning kind of figuring out direction is also a little bit challenging because I never wanted to just do intro show outro kind of thing. Um, I, I grew up on, on Jay Leno and the tonight show and, you know, even Jimmy Fallon and that sort of thing. And I, I'm not in any way saying that I'm like those guys, <laughs> but I just love what they do. It, it feels like there's a whole thing going on. There's, you know, different segments in the show uh, there's the monologue, there's, you know, a guest appearance or maybe a couple guest appearance and a musician and all that stuff. So, you know, being on the radio, being on the podcast, I've always kind of wanted to make it feel like a the tonight a, show, a tonight show sort of thing. Um, so I have a lot of segments on the show and, and different pieces that kind of break it up and I try new things here and there. And if they land great, if they don't, I move on, um, just kind of learning to, to fail fast if something doesn't work. Um, so kind of figuring that out. And then, um, I think one of the pieces that I'm working on the most is being more conversational. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things I kind of script out for the show. I need to, you know, the artists and what they're releasing and some background on them. The interviews themselves are usually not scripted. Um, but my, my intro and my new releases and, you know, what's on my playlist and all of that stuff. I, I have that all kind of in show notes for myself. And I do feel that both between, you know, having a, a presenter voice and being articulate as well as being a perfectionist and wanting to make sure that I don't screw up an artist's name, which I do on constant basis. Um, I, it comes out a little bit like it's red and whether that's just me listening to it going, Oh, I wish this sounded a little bit smoother. Um, and maybe the audience is like, I didn't notice this sounds great. This is what I'd want to listen to. But for me, that's a bit of that. I wish it was a little bit more conversational. And that's what I think I benefit from because I've launched another podcast with ironically, the first guest I had on my show, we just oh, sort nice. of hit it off. 
Um, and we've talked every day since, and, and, you know, we share a lot of interests. And so we started a new podcast, uh, back at the beginning of August called the basic ass dudes podcast. And this one's a video first podcast. I have always been like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a face for radio. I just <laughs> want to do the audio stuff. I don't want to be on, on camera. Um, but he was like, let's go video first. Let's, <clears throat> excuse me, let's put it on YouTube and then we'll do audio secondary to that and get it everywhere else. Um, and on there, we are not scripted at all. It's off the cuff just dudes kind of talking about movies, music, games, just uh, pop whatever. culture life. Exactly. So that one's kind of helped, I think, get me over that hurdle. So I've tried to bring a little bit more of that back into, uh, into every podcast I love is dead, but that's one of those things that, that I'm always working on. And I guess one more thing is the video side of things. There was sort of a, a tipping point for me where I was noticing a lot of my um, peers, a lot of other podcasters that I'd either interviewed or know really well were doing video trailers, whether it was them and a guest on the video trailer or whether it was just them saying, hey, this is what you can expect this week. That was one of those social media pieces where I was like, all right, I'll bite the bullet zero video editing experience, no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, the first one is with my cell phone up against my <laughs> face and it's just like, oh, there's just too much going on there. And eventually I kind of got a better setup and and figured out the camera angles a little bit more and, and tried to figure out some lighting, even though I'm in a, uh, what I call my black box. Um, so <laughs> that was oh, another hurdle. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just love it. Cause you're, you're, you're giving tips as well as the hurdles, how you solve these tips. Like my, when I first started podcasting, I didn't have anything like this. It was just straight voice. Then I moved to video with like, and then, and then StreamYard came along and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can do like so much in one. And then it's like, like you said, like you, you were amazed by all the content. It's just all the interviews. I just then can trans turn like, like you're doing with your new podcast, it's going video first, then audio, and then you can create uh, other content from it. And then you have the clips, the audio, you can video clip them out. So like you're creating the content in one go. So you're, you're learning how to each podcast. Like, so I have like six podcasts. <laughs> cause, cause all? I, cause, this is all, you know, I'm like, I'm not busy <laughs> enough in my life. Plus the podcast I produce. Um, but I figured out from my first podcast how to grow a podcast faster than got that created the digital entrepreneur podcast, which taught me how to be an, a, a business person. And I learned that my niche is podcasting because I do it so well, six years, you know? So I started doing this show and the interview, I learned better interview skills from the entrepreneur podcast because I had to be more for, formal, but because of the feel better show, I had that informal conversation skills that I could have with everyday people from interviewing or being on a show with my friend, you know? So then it comes into a nice mix now. Like I can be either very formal if I'm interviewing like, you know, Pat Flynn, who's on the list or Gary V, you know, those type of people. Or when I'm talking with a fellow Canuck, you know, I can be that informal fun conversations and I, I love how you you're learning that as well when you start with the second podcast um what was it what, what did blah words um <laughs> it's early i get it well i guess not for you it's almost one o'clock well yeah you're you're where, where are you i'm in alberta oh you're in alberta okay yeah yeah, you're, yeah so you're, it's 10 o'clock for you so it's early yeah <laughs> but 
if you had to reset, like you're starting a new podcast. So what is a tip you would give someone starting a podcast? Like this is your second podcast. So, you know, some of the pitfalls to avoid what, what's one thing you would say, Hey, this is something you really need to think of before you start your podcast. I think it's just that online presence. The, the social media stuff is, it's a lot to figure out. Um, I'm still figuring it out. Instagram just bewilders me on a daily basis. Um, and my co-host as well, who's actually fairly familiar with Instagram. Um, he even struggles with it too. So that's when we've kind of had to, to figure out Facebook. I think everybody's fairly comfortable with, but there's a lot that like the business suite of Facebook can do. So getting that kind of mastered. And then on both podcasts, I found that Twitter and it took me a long time. I was a Twitter holdout. I had it 10 years ago and was like, mm-hmm. I hate this delete. Um, and then, uh, probably May of this year, I was like, man, I should probably get it. And it's been an incredible tool for me on every podcast. I love is dead to find guests and same goes for, uh, for the basic ass dudes podcast. It's a great way to find guests. I cannot figure out engagement on there. You know, you'll see somebody who puts up a post, something stupid of, you know, um, whatever. I, I, I pooped after I had coffee today or something like that. <laughs> and it's got 4,000 retweets and a whole bunch of likes. And you're like, I don't, I don't get that. You know, we'll put out something of like, Hey, new episode coming, uh, coming next Monday. And you get like one retweet and maybe a like, and then we comment on our own stuff from our other podcast pages just to try and get the algorithm figured out. And it's like, I just don't get, I don't get it. But Twitter has been better for finding guests and kind of getting the name out there. Terrible for engagement. Instagram has actually been better for engagement if we can figure the damn thing out. And then Facebook is everybody on Facebook will follow you, will like you. And then they stop. They don't, they don't do any of that stuff anymore. Um, so you've got, you know, 200, 300, 400 followers on there and like five of them engage with you on a regular basis. So, um, maybe that's a tip for people is like social media is incredibly important, but don't be shocked if nobody's engaging. (laughs) (laughs) Be prepared that it's going to take some time. Um, I've noticed like, depending on how you do it, it can take up to like 30 days to start seeing some, Mm -hmm. uh, actually, no, sorry, 90 days to start seeing some really solid engagement. If you're constantly posting out and commenting and doing what I like, like I just copy the Gary V method, which is a dollar 80 where you just go and you find like nine, nine accounts under a hashtag. You go and you comment on like nine other posts. It's like a cent for your thoughts. And, you do that and it comes out to a dollar 80 or something. I don't know, but like you just, you comment something engage. And so people are like, Oh, this person liked my photo. Who is it? Because sometimes they don't get that many likes on their posts. And if they're following a trend that, or a account that you like, there's a possibility that they'll like your content. So it's, it's kind of like trying to see how you get. And if you get one or two from that, then they're following you on Instagram and then they start liking and engaging with your f- stuff and you get them into that, uh, that funnel 
you have to look at sales funnels. It's one thing I've noticed. Um, if you can adapt a sales funnel into your podcast uh, as a podcast funnel, it starts like everything starts just going and you have to, it's like a cyclone. Sucking yeah. Everybody up. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Cause I I've been a, a, a leader in the sales world for, for most of my life. And, um, what you should always be doing is filling that funnel. You're not worrying about what's coming out at the bottom. Um, that's already done. It's everything that's going into it. And that's, that's some kind of, sometimes kind of the weird thing, like, you know, with having a backlog of episodes is by the time you get to that episode and finally release it, you've been on that episode for a while. You've kind of moved on to 12 different things. So you kind of have to bring yourself back to that moment, um, before it gets, gets released out there. But, um, I like that method for, for Instagram. I find, you know, obviously anytime I've got a band on the show, a podcaster, uh, you know, audio producer, whatever it might be. Absolutely. I follow them on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, do all of those things. Uh, hope that they do that back. And then whenever they post something, I comment on it. And some of the bands are fantastic for engaging back. Some of them, you know, kind of ignore it, whatever it might be, but there's definitely that visibility to their followers and their fans of like, Oh, what's this? Every podcast I love is dead. Maybe that's something I'd be interested in. So you get the odd follower from that and, um, start to kind of build that, that online network, I guess, yeah. where you're constantly helping each other out, retweeting others, um, tweets and, and sharing others posts and episodes and, and all of that stuff. I've got a section on my website that's called friends of the show. So I've had nine, 10 podcasters come on the show before. So I link all of their podcasts under friends of the show because I want their show to be successful. Um, you know, I want my show to be successful, but their success will help my success. Uh, so I try and drive people to all these great podcasts of, of people that either I've interviewed, um, or been on their show or just, I really enjoy it. And I think this is a great one for people to listen to. Oh, I love that. I love that idea. And, uh, cause that's what it is. And the, what, one of the biggest thing is, it's the network that podcasters have, cause we all, we're doing something we all love. We're doing radio. Cause we, I think everybody kind of wished they had a radio when they were listening when they were young. Cause I know I did. And I've been told you have a face for radio. Uh, most <laughs> you of my and me life, both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and having this ability that, Hey, look, we can do radio now. Thanks. Cause the barrier is, do you can, can you pay $200 to get a USB microphone? Boom. You're now a podcaster. You can use anchor and you can build up. Like you said, like, it's not important to get the highest quality stuff. It's just start with something simple and then grow and save up to get to that next level. Um, I do want to look at your favorite memory so far podcasting. So I kind of mark this as the, the moment the show changed, um, you know, I had been interviewing guests for a couple of months and then, uh, you know, as, as it happens on those podcasts, matchmaking apps, um, you sometimes get a, a reach out and I got one from this artist. And, and when I looked into her background, her music, her website, her followers, I was like, this person's a big deal. Like this is, this is way more than any of the people that I've had on the show before. Not that they're not great artists, but they just don't have the, they aren't as cool. established. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was really nervous for that one. Cause it was still early on in, in, you know, kind of podcasting, having guest days. Um, and then I had her on the show. Her name's Jasmine pool, or she goes by wonky tonk is, is her stage name. Um, and she's this, really kind of folksy 
bluegrass, but has like this underbelly of like punk rock and, and hard rock and those elements that come in there, you know, she's tattooed, she's got piercings, you know, she's a real kind of like, um, spirit child and that sort of thing. So when she was on the show, like just the sweetest, kindest, most wonderful person. And we had such a great conversation and, you know, I became a huge fan of her music and still listen to her music and was telling her a story about how I was actually listening, you know, just YouTube music in the car. And it went from lamb of God to wonky tonk and how bizarre <laughs> that was, but how cool it was at the same time. And she really loved that. Um, so that was where I think the show changed because after that I was like, well, I can get bigger artists and I can have good conversations with people and um, it, I can gain kind of that audience through there. So I, I consider that as where the show changed. I've had countless amazing interviews uh, since then. I've only had maybe a handful of interviews where I'm like, eh, that could have, could have gone better either on my part or on their part, or there's certain musicians who are just like, my music does the talking. So I'm not super talkative. And you're kind of like, well, then why did you want to be on the show? This is a conversation. <laughs> so it ends up being me talking. And, and as you know, now I love talking and uh, I will do wow, that. Surprising. So isn't. <laughs> a podcaster who doesn't like to talk. That is right. a rarity. It's uh, like a, not a nice Canadian. It doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I feel you for the, the guests that are like, sometimes just like, should I have put that out? And then you're like, well, I need content because I don't have that buffer. So let's put it out and just be like, this is what I got, or I haven't had the entrepreneur yet that say uh, my work talks for myself. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen to me, uh, knocking on wood there. Um, Nolan, uh, we're getting to the end of the episode. Um, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to allow you to uh, promote yourself. Tell us where we can find you, where we can follow you. And uh, then we'll come back and we'll close up the show. Sounds great. Um, so probably the easiest thing to do is, is Linktree. So, uh, what is it? Linktr.ee slash epilid, E-P-I-L-I-D. That is links to everything. So go to my website, everypodcastiloveisdead.com because I've got links to the episodes and friends of the show and sponsors and news and all that cool stuff. Um, and then I'm on, I think, every streaming platform. However, today I was, uh, informed that I wasn't on Amazon music yet. So I quickly went through, did the application and it came through right before I jumped on the show. So I'm now on Amazon music and audible. Um, so you can catch it on there. I've never used Amazon music, so uh, I wasn't even aware that there were podcasts on there. So now I am. And, uh, that's a cool way to check things out. Um, basic ass dudes, the other podcast I host it's on YouTube. If you just search for basic ass dudes, um, or the bad podcast, uh, you can find that on there. There's also a YouTube channel for Epilid and I put up my trailers and I've got a couple episodes of a segment I call totally pointless trivia, where I just ask bands totally pointless things and um, put the video up there, but I don't have any video episodes on there yet. I interviewed a band a couple weeks ago that there's a lot of interest in, in a video episode for them. So I may work on that, but like I said, video is kind of my, uh, the thing that I do because I have to do it, but I'm not very good at it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nolan and drinking. Is that a double, double by the way? No, I, uh, I go for the one milk, one sugar. Double, double oh. is just too much for me. Um, and then I go for this extra large guy here and usually get a shot of espresso. But today I figured I'd, I'd come in a little calmer. <laughs> I don't know if that actually translated, but maybe you did it was calm if this yeah. is you calm then i'm like yeah you it did translate it did you good um 
Everybody, if you want to follow Nolan, all the links will be in the show notes down below. Please do uh, listen to it. If you are a lover of music, I know we do have some of those. And I have some artists I'm going to connect you with, see if they're they're willing to be interviewed by you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, follow Nolan. He's awesome. Check out his podcast. It's going to be linked down below. Uh, make sure you follow him on all social media. Uh, make sure you follow us if you want on social media. Uh, uh, actually, on Facebook, uh, Invest in Yourself, the podcast series where we go live every Monday to Friday on my Facebook page and in the group, the Better Podcasting Growth Group, where we help you grow your podcast. Um, I am Phil Better. This is the greatest podcast in the world because I'm on it. Remember to invest in yourself.